1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Well, it's the Friend Zone with Tim and Guy. It's the Friend
1: Zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the Friend Zone.
2: With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea, idea of all time.
0: Friendzone. Hey, Zana, ho, Zana, 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 hey. I thought you were going to join in. There. Uh, well, I, I felt
2: like you took the melody in a different direction, and I joined in when you dropped it. I would have gone like this. <laughs> Hey, an a Zanna, an Hosanna, Zana, Zana, Hosanna. Hey, Zana, Hosanna.
0: I've said it before and I'll say it again, Monty, you got some good pipes.
2: Thank it's you. It's good to hear you. It's good to see you. How are you? Likewise, I am in pretty good fessel, Tim. I'm in a pretty good mood. I've cracked open a new book. I'm drinking a hearty glass of filtered water. It's a sunny afternoon here in Auckland. And um, look, man, life's, you know, life could be worse. Life could be a heck like of that. a lot worse. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm doing well. Just had a delicious porridge or oatmeal for our international listeners and a small cup of coffee so starting the day off right i, I like it's that eight minutes after 12 p.m and i'm in a dressing gown which is also a testament to uh, the kind of day that i'm rocking currently
2: i would say a testament to the kind of life that the world is leading presently more accurately yeah. i think Thing- it's totally permissible to be in a dressing gown at all hours people are going to tell you it's a very important you get dressed those people work for big cloth. They're going to want to see you in a variety of different clothes. They may be on a couple of fabric softening companies. They want you to put them in a cycle. All you need mm. is one pair of teddy undies and a dressing gown. You're set.
0: What you need is a pair of teddy gruts.
2: Big enough, big wear enough, Wear them around enough. the
0: house and show them what you got. <laughs> We've been wearing too many clothes for too long. So lads all strip down to grunts and sing a song. Again, I
2: kind of lost the melody there, but hey, I, I, I like it. I like your energy, and I like your attitude, and I like your out your outlook. They say your attitude determines your latitude. I'm high as a motherfucker, fly as a motherfucker. <laughs> I dig
0: that. I I can't log into. I've been desperately trying to log into the Patreon um, to fish out. Some messages while I'm talking to you But I can't gain Well, Tim, ingress.
2: do not fret I have an announcement for you And for anyone listening along The worst idea You're of pregnant. all time Is finally on One of the worst social platforms available <laughs> Twitter.com <laughs> We've joined the fucking We've joined the swamp And the yeah. water is swampy um,
0: but We thought this would be a really funny time To make an account that's right. <laughs> After how long have we been doing this? Like, is are we up six to, years? Are we up to like year number six, six or seven? Yeah. And uh, oh, that sucks. The
2: desirability of Twitter as a, a platform has never been lower, which seems like a good time for us to step <laughs> in and really boost it back up. Before we made this worst idea of all time, Twitter account, we also invested a lot of capital in Twitter.com. So here is hoping that we and only we can salvage what is a. Roundly disregarded and disrespected platform, um, but if you I'm want, I'm just to-
0: hoping this goes better for us than the time we put all our chips on Vine and famously had uh, all of our creative energy and resources into making those seven-second
2: videos that got deleted. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at pod. That's uh, the worst idea of all time pod. And I would actually like to open our correspondence in the friend zone today, Tim, with a DM. Our DMs are, are always open at TWIOAT Pod uh, that I receive. What if people send us um, hate mail? Do we close them off? Uh, we let it through. We, we let it through the gate, and then we look do at you, it. We, st- you know, we could.
0: I think you and I could do with a bit of hate mail at this point. To be honest, I, I think it probably would do us a bit of good.
2: Well, all I ask you to do is uh, travel back in time to 2014 slash 2015 when we were given a a lengthy interview on the AV Club by uh, an interviewer slash writer named Kenneth Arthur. And I direct you to the comment section of that interview if you really want to read some people piling some vitriol on on the boys as recently as five years ago, that's the spot. Otherwise, if you do have anything to send to us, our DMs are open. And this is a motherfucking testament to that because it's an essay and it reads as such. Boys, boys. Timo, Tam and tour guide. Oh boy, oh boy. I just finished season four. What the fuck? What a journey. This letter might get a little long because I need to connect some proverbial twine here. So if you don't mind, I will indulge. And given it's quarantine time, then there was really no excuse to not spend the last waking 53 plus hours of my life listening. Well done. Well done. And I'll send you a little pretty penny for your generous work you made on behalf of us all plebs. Quick question. Have the frosty fellas ever considered starting a cult? And if so, what would your initiation ceremony consist of? Would we have to change our names? Should we answer that or should I continue?
0: Uh, I think yes, absolutely. I think that's actually one of the... It's a, it's a tried and true method when you start off at a cult to get people to change their names. I think it's so that you're you're stripping them of all of the stuff they had in their previous life, so you've got to break them down. and It's like drama school. You've got to completely destroy the individual and
2: then rebuild them in your image. That's right. So, uh, and our initiation ceremony, I guess would consist of burning all of your possessions and identifying papers and documentation on a... Bonfire, a massive bonfire, on which we would also burn uh i guess just trash, we burn rubbish in our cult it's very wasteful. I discovered the potty God. in fact the hypno- the uh sorry i 'll start again I discovered the potty, in fact, the hypnotic voice of Guy monstrosity and his aerobisized vernacular via the daily zeitgeist uh which is that's a, an American sort of comedy and current events podcast if anyone wants to check it out they it's they they are
0: very well very well known for having guy montgomery on four times and having tim bad on zero times
2: that's right that's one of their call, calling cards long may they reign uh for which my wife and i are in all caps hardcore dedicated listeners i'm australian and she's swedish but we're living in vienna a place noted in the pod as number one most livable above Melb's. But you'll rest assured, you are not missing out on much. Now that you can know that it too has its many cons, aside from its very fresh drinking water, great healthcare system, and very punctual public transport, I have to say, I found the worst idea of all time very relatable. I don't know how many of your one libertarian listeners can say that. Besides from being an Antipodean expat of the same age, trying to find ways to remain in contact with my best friends in Sydney, my father, who lives near Auckland on Waiheke, and his partner follow their own incredibly strict daily film-watching schedule. This is followed by a film club over coffee and a fruit salad the next morning, a club only open to those two and whoever happens to be staying with them at the time. They often re-watch the same films from their collection and are in the process of going through their entire catalogue of films, a modest growing 400 or so. On top of all this, he's filling out a detailed Excel spreadsheet that describes the film, its duration, its meteoric scores, the date it was watched, what else was seen that day or night, who else was in attendance, and the points made during film club. (laughs) It's a lot. I've actually flirted with the idea in the past to start a podcast with my dad that dives into this obsessive but delightful engagement with cinema. As, like in your conversations, Film Club can quickly deviate away from the said film and into any murky political swamp or dark cul-de-sac. You've inspired me to maybe just do so. So thank you. On top of all this, you would not believe how ecstatic I was to find out that his partner supervised a PhD candidate who is a filmmaker whose film apparently starred none other than the legend Guy Montgomery himself. What?
0: (laughs) Had you not pre-read that bit?
2: I haven't pre-read any of this. On top of all this, you'd not believe how ecstatic I was to find that his partner supervised... Well, what movie
0: are you in? Come on, Monty. You're holding out on us, oh, boy. I can
2: only think of one, and it's not good. It was called... <laughs> oh, <How old? laughs> watch yourself. Vermillion. Um, a partner who supervised a PhD candidate who was a filmmaker whose film apparently starred... Supervised a PhD candidate who's a filmmaker. Hmm. Anyway, go and go around himself. Can't wrap his brain around it, around the concept. So if in case we do not just happen to cross paths, and before I let this ramble on too much longer, I just wanted to say, next time my wife and I are in New Zealand visiting my dad, we'd love to have you guys over to the property on Waiheke for a watch and partake in film club. Or, if it's too difficult to hop on the ferry because you might be too busy, you must let us at the very least buy you a beer. It would mean the world to my wife and I. And, if you find yourselves in Central or Eastern Europe, or better yet, Vienna... We'd for sure show you around the birthplace of psychoanalysis. (laughs) Oh, what fun we'd have. You are good boys. You are the best boys. Congrats on the great podcast. Say my name, Alexander JW, with a hearty 19.37 euros donated, rounded up in USD to 20 huck. Um, Thank you so much. Alexander J W for that lengthy correspondence i really like the sound of your old man (laughs) there's something
0: about starting a message with have you guys ever considered starting a cult and ending with hey you should definitely come to a remote island and hang out maybe overnight with my parents and i
2: it is to be commended Doesn't,
0: uh, doesn't sit
2: super well with me i like it i like it a lot um Yeah, well, thank you so much for that, Alexander. I hope that you're you're holding up all right over there in Vienna. And I'm sure, actually, that your dad and his partner are doing pretty well on uh, Waiheke because I was talking to someone on Waiheke yesterday. And this will date the podcast horribly, but no known cases of COVID-19 there. What a place to be. Let us knock on some wood. Um, Do you know what the film was?
0: Was it the one that you suspected? Is it Vermillion? Is that what it's well, called? Well,
2: no, there's no way of knowing. I don't think so, because the director of that film is a senior citizen and I think actually teaches film. So... well, what, Was that
0: the short film that... What was the short film you were in that uh, went to the film festivals?
2: I was in a short film called Return that I wrote with my friend Ryan Heron. I did star in that. I mean, that's the only film role I would say I have that I undeniably starred in. But I don't know that Ryan is studying a PhD or ever did. I reckon
0: Ryan's holding out on you and he is the PhD candidate.
2: Perhaps it is so. Anyhow, I loved that. I love the length of it. I really liked having a, a whole meaty thing to get my teeth into. Have you successfully Jersey cracked message. the... Well, here's another one. This is
0: from Will uh, via Patreon. Pa- Patreon has a message service which I've been neglecting for ages, which is fucking terrible of me. So uh, this one comes to us from nine months in the past. Do you remember nine months ago, Guy? Do I what?
2: I was, um, uh, just then I was having sex with my partner. And now look at me. Pregnant, fit to burst, <laughs> man. Glowing. For how for how, glowing. Good a, Dear... for how good a mood I'm in, <laughs> I'm not being funny.
0: <laughs> Dear Timbo and Fast Times at Ridgemont Guy, thank you. So much for the hours of entertainment, but also, fuck you. Each year I participate in a fantasy football league with my friends from college, where the winner gets, to, gets money, hashtag pay the boys, and the last place finished is punished. Maybe that's finisher. Uh, the punishments have become harsher and weirder over time. We started with the loser being forced to take the act, a standardized test for high school students, and to two the score on himself if he scored below a threshold, and things got worse from there. This last year, I was named Punishment Czar, wherein I was responsible for deciding the punishment at the outset of the season. I love as everything
2: po- about where this is going so far.
0: <laughs> as a fan of the podcast, I knew what I had to do. The loser would have to watch the same movie as voted on by the league each Sunday for the entirety of the NFL regular season. Because Karma is a real goddamn saucy harlot, I lost. And I had to watch and review the emoji movie 17 times. That's crazy, because this is before obviously we only we watched it for the Patreon watch like uh six six ish six ish weeks ago, something like that.
2: And it was not good.
0: Holy shit. You boys are brave boys. The runtime is a mere 91 minutes, but during these 1,547 minutes, I grew to despise James Corden and TJ Miller with every fibre of my being. The last viewing was more than half a year ago, but I still get visibly flustered when I hear their voices. We will be repeating the punishment this year. The poor bastard will be watching a Zac Efron classic, the director's cut of Baywatch. Anyway, you two should stop. It can't be good for the mental well wellbag, and I am concerned. Keep fighting the good fight. Say my name. Say my name. Will McCartney.
2: Well, Will McCartney. Oh, no, sorry. It's not
0: McCartney. No, no, no. Hold on. I said his name wrong. I added another syllable that isn't there. It's Will McCarty.
2: Uh, Will McCarty.
0: McCarty. Like, oi, me hearties, but Will McCarty.
2: Will McCarty. Well, thank you, Will McCarty. I love... that you initiated that as a punishment and it was only right that you were the one to suffer at the hands of it. I mean, literally as soon as you introduced the idea of a fantasy football league with a punishment for the loser, I knew that you were going to be suffering some sort of humiliating shame. And um, I mean, unfortunately the NFL season as all sports uh, won't be going ahead this year. So someone's going to have to wait a while to watch Baywatch over and over again. You
0: just do it for fun. But speaking
2: of... Speaking of doing something for fun, this actually, I'm very grateful that this correspondence reminded me of, uh, I've been in communication on my own Twitter, Tim, with a guy named Ryan who messaged me on April 15th, 2020 with the following words. Hey, guy. Are we allowed to read this out? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Me and my 15-year-old daughter just watched the incredible pilot for your and Tim's TV show, The Worst Idea of All Time. The show, along with the quarantine, has inspired us to show solidarity with a mission to watch an awful movie three times a day for five days. Do you have any advice for us idiots determined to perform this stupid, stupid task? <laughs> to which I said, Ryan, this is a beautiful and terrifying message. Might I recommend <laughs> thinking twice about this endeavor, and if that doesn 't turn you off choosing something you both wa- oh, and if that doesn 't turn you off, choosing something you both want to watch but haven 't yet seen aim for something good. Please, for the love of God, aim for something good. Something good, eh? Adventures of Pluto Nash. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the sage advice. And I said, ha 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 ha. ha. <laughs> In astronaut costumes, let me know how you get on. Day one, complete. Score so far, nine out of 12 thumbs. We're not going to argue it's a great movie, but it seems competently made. Also, progress is being made on the astronaut costumes. We'll report back tomorrow. It's 9% Rotten tomato score seems a bit harsh. Honestly, to think we almost chose Suburban Commando. And then, three hours later, let me back up a bit. <laughs> it is competently shot. The cast is great, and the set and costume design is well done and incredibly detailed, despite an inexplicably strong 1970s influence. Not a bad thing, just weird. Competently written. No, not at all. The dialogue specifically is terrible, and Pluto is definitely a Gary Sue. Still, I've seen worse movies with higher ratings. Uh, a Gary Sue—I actually had to look that up—is a—it's—it follows a—I a, think the original coined phrase was a Mary Sue, and that is a was a female character in a film who was sort of overly competent and you know uh, capable of everything to the point that it almost removes interest or is unbelievable. Huh. Anyway, I said, I have to tell Tim this is happening. Big fan of adapting the thumbs-up, thumbs-down rating system. Are you documenting the experience anywhere outside of these messages? Is it functioning as a bonding exercise, bringing you and your daughter closer together or driving you further apart? Also, 9 out of 12 seems astronomically (laughs) high. Definitely bringing us closer together so far. We're actually having a blast. We both have notes separate from these messages and can compile them in a document when we're done, if you're interested. In regards to our high rating, we both realise our very low expectations were a major influence on our sympathetic rating. Also, I feel our rating may be more on our enjoyment of the movie and less on its actual quality. Curious to see where the rating goes in the next four days.
0: This is, this uh, is very... No, I'm just gonna, this is... I feel an undue amount of responsibility for what we put out in the world, you know?
2: So, yeah, I'm just going to sort of... um run you through a few of the dispatches I had because we had vaguely lengthy correspondence. Uh, Is a proud moment from Father Ryan. My daughter today, quote, if Saban, the Power Rangers company, tried to make a Blade Runner, it would turn out like this, end quote.
0: (laughs) That's great.
2: Yeah, I think he was really proud of that. He wrote Chef's Kiss afterwards. Uh,
0: That's excellent.
2: A day after that, I loathe this film now. Do you think watching it at 1.5, te- 1.5 speed is cheating? I'm very tempted. I said, sadly, that qualifies as cheating, and then laughed <laughs> maniacally in his face. Have you seen it nine times? On number nine now, our brains seem to be rejecting the movie, like an immunological response. Our eyes are pointed at the screen, but it's like staring at a wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is, then, it's
0: good It's good to hear our own experiences reflected from a third party, to, just to know that what we went through is replicable. You know, it's like a, we were the initial clinical trial and it's like, don't worry, these guys weren't outliers. Um, this is what happens to the human mind when you do this to it
2: absolutely 100% so I've responded to that pretty much saying exactly the same thing and I encourage them to look for background characters invest in second or third tier characters or choose one featured performance and only watch them but you need to train yourself to find other things to engage with it's you know that's a point in film criticism where you're really engaging with the parts of the product that the director was less likely to think about uh and and Ryan said, We'll start naming background characters. Good idea. Thanks. And then sent what I can only describe as a sort of disheveled photo saying 12 Pluto's down, three to go. Today we're at Moon Pies during our 11th viewing. Moon Pies do make a brief appearance in the movie. Here's a picture of me enjoying one, looking disheveled from Nash and Too Hard. The next day
0: uh, Moon Pies, the little um, chocolate covered biscuit with mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. That's what we would call a mallow puff, basically.
2: Absolutely. Our long nightmare is finally over. I found out the work print version of the movie was nearly three hours long. Hashtag release the underwood cut. Seriously, though, <laughs> I think I hate the moon now. This movie could not have happened without it. Final score with a possible range of negative 60 thumbs to 60 thumbs up The Adventures of Pluto Nash gets one thumb. <laughs> that doesn't sound
0: right because he didn't start. Oh wait, because you go backwards, you can take them off. Yeah, if you have negative thumbs, that's right. One thumb. Wow. So he's come out at a very similar situation to what we went through with the turtles. Fuck Absolutely. man, that's cool. What a journey. What a cool thing to be able to do with your kid as well, especially yeah. at at around those uh, those teenage years. There's no yeah. way that I would have um, done that with one of my folks.
2: It certainly would have um taken their mind off whatever global situation we're all facing as well. Like because you are so deep in the trenches of this decision you've made. Yeah. Like, all, all you can see in front of you is the prospect of watching Pluto Nash over and over. Anyway, I would thought you, that was uh very ill advised but also very funny. Would you funny.
0: have watched Pluto Nash with uh Charlotte or Steven um for five days, three times a day?
2: I would've. Neither of them would have. Like I, I think you, you'll remember my dad was on a friend zone once, right? Yeah. Even By now. By telephone. Conceptually, I don't think he understands the value of this. And that's fair enough. But I think, yeah, I don't I don't think I could have got that over the line with either of them. Would either of your parents have done that with you?
0: I don't think so. No, I think they would have. I mean, I'm just remembering back to when I was 15. Um I I wouldn't have done it, but that's absolutely on me. Uh, My parents are both very cool. But also, I think they would have been up to their fucking eyeballs and work.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a unique situation we're all in.
0: It is. It is. um, Hard to replicate.
3: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp dot slash all time today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash all time. Matt writes, and this is
0: oh, this is only a month ago. Hey Tim and Guy, off the bat, you're both tremendous. This is from Patreon, by the way, guys. so this is someone who is forking over money on a consistent basis to us. You're delightfully witty, outlandishly critical, and welcome voices to a New Zealander living in New York. Off the bat, I would never dare deem myself a decider. I just think what you guys are doing is great, and I want to help out where I can. So I just want to... For those who 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 aren't familiar, we've got a tier of support, which is $10 a month or more. You get put in the Deciders Club on Patreon, which means for the bonus episodes, you're actually part of um, picking. Well, you are the council. You are, yeah, are the title. Watch,
2: You are one at, of the
0: deciders. At the time of writing, COVID-19 is weird. I work in a hospital, and that's also weird. Uh, both of these... Both of those are obscene understatements, but it needs to be said, just like uh, having, it, sorry, but it needs to be said, having just picked up your podcast, you have both created the perfect kind of weird, sourcing the food fights of the cinematic universe that we need, need to be comically and brutally, yet honestly, reviewed. I've been dipping in and out of the no man's land. New York City has transformed into involunteering slash getting redeployed. Yep, we've switched to a militaristic lexicon now into a COVID patient care, into COVID patient care, which another understatement has been sobering. Let alone that, having had depression since before living memory, I can depress myself. Thank you very much. And yet, you are both providing the perfect medium to step the fuck back from the news. And remember, there is a plethora of goddamn bananas art out there. Keep up the good work. I hope this helps. S- cheers and stay well, Matt. Um, thank you so much, Matt. You keep up the great work. And, and I hope that this helps, my dude.
2: Yeah. Thank you very much, Matt. I It does... It feels... Um... Sort of kind of vaguely seedy to be taking praise and encouragement for our good work from someone who is genuinely on the front line of fighting no, a virus no. that I'm famously against. Don't be against.
0: too hasty there, guy. I'm just saying we're all doing our part, you know. We're all doing our bit. And yes, admittedly, Matt is dealing in COVID patient care in the epicenter of the world, like the biggest hotspot of the virus in the world. But we're also doing our part by being in dressing gowns, talking into microphones at noon on a Saturday.
2: That's true, actually. I hadn't really looked at it from that angle, Tim, but you're right. I was too quick to poo-poo our contribution and probably too early to put Matt on a pedestal as well. Matt, why don't you take off your scrubs, pick up a microphone, plug it into a recording device and sort your fucking self out, mate. It's a disgrace what you're doing, wandering around the streets of New York City, helping out those in need. There aren't enough podcasts in the world.
0: I, I feel like you're usually pretty good at walking the line, but you went from one side of the tightrope and jumped over the tightrope onto the other wrong side, and you're still falling without nah, ever landing nah. on the tightrope.
2: Nah, I'm okay. Tim and Guy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Micah here. I'm a big fan of your podcasts. It brings me such joy. Therefore, I was absolutely electric when I learned a few months back that the talented Guy Montgomery was looking to perform a bit of the old standing up comedy in my own town of Atlanta, Georgia. And thanks to Guy's quick response to my Twitter DMs, I was able to see the man himself and even shake his hand. And his friend Kent. Oh, Kent. And his friend Kent. I hope I'm not misremembering the name. You very much are. But not by much. You just put an extra T on it. His name is Ken. As a southern gent without heaps of spare cash to spend on travel, I felt pretty sure I might never see the frosty fella's live. To get this rare and precious guymont sighting meant the world to me. However, I'm left feeling that in my attempts at polite and non-grading online conversation, combined with my absolutely starstruck condition upon meeting Guy in the physical world, I may have come off as a bit of a square that natural little, I can assure you you didn't, that natural little bit of social anxiety was exacerbated by the fact that Guy's opening joke that night in Atlanta was about how unskilled American men, of which I am one, are at conversation. Oh no, you got the wrong (laughs) end of the stick, my man. That is a joke that I've been uh, honing for years and was certainly not, I wish I was that quick on my feet that it was a direct response to our engagement but uh, it was just part of the game plan before I'd even ran into you. Uh, so I've just got to get this off my chest. Guy, all evidence to the contrary, I'm a cool fucking guy. Yes. <laughs> I crack open a few brews in the evenings and sometimes in the daytime. I'm quite a good listener. I've grown my hair quite long and it looks fucking cash. He's not wrong. Go off cash. Yes. <laughs> I have a sweet little cat and loving regular sized wife. I'm all good, my man. Not corny at all. Real shit. Yours work brings such peace and joy to the world. Thank you so much. Well, Micah, I remember vividly meeting you. I was actually having a pretty off experience at that specific comedy show in Atlanta. And knowing you were there, uh, lifted my spirits. And I'm embarrassed to say, actually caused me my own little burst of anxiety because it was really like unfamiliar, not home terrain for me as a performer. It was the night before I was taping a set for a Comedy Central digital release that I think is coming out next month in May. And I hadn't figured out what jokes to do. And when I tried to enter the bar, a very surly bouncer told me I needed to pay him $10. And I said, oh, no, sorry, there must be some sort of misunderstanding. I'm, um, I'm performing. And he said, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Everyone pays $10. Like without any sort of understanding for, you know, just with no, no empathy or, you know, baseline sort Did of. Did you give him 10 bucks? So, yeah, I paid him $10. <laughs> Cause I had to do the show. I had to run the material <laughs> anyway. And then, so I was like, I was really off balance and feeling kind of uneasy and in a very foul mood. And then knowing that Michael was there, I was like, Oh man. And this guy, I knew he traveled across town somewhere. I was like, and now I have to make sure, you know, like I, I, you know what it's like, if we're doing a live show, there's a certain amount of pride involved where it's like, you want to put on a good performance for the people who have gone to the trouble to come and see you. Um, of course. I waited about two hours to perform and the the host just became unbearably drunk throughout the show and wouldn't do jokes, would oh just God. talk at length about their life. He bullied me for my age, I think. Anyway, it was a hell of a night. Micah, I never doubted you were cool, but thank you so much for your correspondence. And I hope that in addressing these things, you feel <laughs> a weight has been lifted off your chest because, um, you know, like, I think, I think often with my own experiences of anxiety, identifying the thing that's making you anxious is a fantastic pathway to relieving some of it. I think carrying it and the idea that you have to pretend like it's all good when something's not is, is what can exacerbate it. So I, I hope that your writing of and the reading of this message goes some way to alleviating that fear. I, I always thought you were cool, but this, this message has only amplified my belief that you are one hell of a dude.
0: I'm going to make a suggestion, Guy, that we um, curtail the transmissions for this friend zone, and perhaps, if you've got the time, that we maybe do another friend zone after we finish this one. Um, But before we do that, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, and you've given me no visual indication as we're on a video message right now, if that's a good or bad idea, which I like. Keep me guessing. Treat me mean. Keep me keen. Um, Should we make a little announcement, or quite a big announcement, on on the, the back of this.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a fantastic idea with, with pleasure.
0: I'm pregnant with guy's baby. And that's we're so, right now we did
2: it. We defied biology. What you have to do is find an egg
1: yeah.
0: and
2: put it in someone. Yeah. And then fertilize the egg. And we did it. We fooled the world, baby. Tim's nice. having my baby and we're gonna call it Max.
0: (laughs) That's a good name. I would like to call our baby Mac. Um, So, Guy came up with the brilliant idea. Uh, He's making too many jokes. I guess I'll take the serious end of what's going on here.
2: Actually, before you do, I I didn't come up with this idea. This was um, a piece of correspondence from a friend named Thomas Darlow, who messaged me a, a week or two ago and said, you fuckers better be watching Home Alone 3 every day of quarantine. And I said, we are absolutely not doing that. And then I turned around to Tim and said, Tim, we need to do an emergency season of the podcast while everyone is home alone, wherein we watch Home Alone 3. And we began that journey. And we come yeah. to you and today. We're not, we're not watching every day. I just want to,
0: you know, no, 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 temper expectations here so we don't well, set ourselves we're, we're, too high We're looking after clear. After
2: what we're trying to do is strike a balance of looking after ourselves and looking after you. So we come to you today on this very friend zone to announce there will be an emergency season for as long as we under are under lock and key in our homes of the worst idea of all time, in which we watch and discuss Home Alone Three, the magnum opus of John Hughes. Uh, we've got a few episodes in the bank. I think they're hopefully drinking. They'll come out maybe twice weekly. Tim. Uh
0: oh yeah, definitely, at least twice weekly. Maybe even slightly more than that. Yeah, but but that'll be a bit we we reckon probably about once every three days, which works out to be um slightly more
2: than twice weekly. Um so there's more coming. And uh if you want if you want up to the minute, you know, uploads, if you want the episodes as they arrive, I direct you towards the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash T W I O A T. It's where you can get all of your bonus shit. Also, I don't know how soon, but coming up, I might have misled a few uh, listeners on my social media, uh, videos from our live shows in the US and in London last year. Tim shot them all on his beautiful, crunchy cameras. They look fantastic. And it's uh, just some a of nice them way don't. to engage with it. And some of them don't some as of them. Well. Some of them look real good. Some of them don't. So just keep that in mind. But... Uh, I think it's a good idea, Tim. I think putting a pin in it here, hopefully we've, you know, we've... Oh, hold uh, on, I want
0: to plug something else while we're here. Oh, yeah. Um, while we've been in lockdown, I have been making a live streaming web show called oh, Happening yeah. for the last couple of weeks, and uh, we've sort of settled on a, a bit of a schedule for it. Guy actually joined me in the studio, which is my garage at my rented flat, Um uh, for the first one, before we we were prohibited like, by it from doing literally so by the state
2: the night before it was illegal, and we were abiding social yeah. distancing on that first episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of protocols and procedures put in place to make sure everything was pretty clean and healthy. But then um, we all got locked in our houses, rightly so. So basically, yeah, I've um, the whole kind of vibe of the show of happening is that. People are getting very creative out there during lockdown. And also, some people aren't getting creative, but kind of sometimes you are creative, but you just need that little push, like for it to be on display somewhere or for you to be working towards something. So the thing with Happening is that it's it's 90 minutes long. It's on twice a week. Uh, New Zealand time, it's on uh, Tuesday night and Friday morning. Um, and I've got a website for it now, happeningshow.com. If you go to happeningshow.com, you can see the previous episodes, me struggling with the technology and failing often, but slowly I'm getting there. And I'm just like showcasing people's art that they're throwing into the show, that they're submitting. So it's like, it's, it's music, um, it's some music videos, it's uh, bits, comedy sketches that people are filming on their phones, it's short stories, it's poetry, um, it's me and my dog sometimes, it's, it's
2: a good time. It's a fantastic show. It really captures uh, the spirit of Tim and the spirit of our current situation. I, I'm so proud of you. I love watching it. I love contributing to it, and I can't encourage people to watch it enough. And especially, go back, troll back through the back catalog. It's 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 part of it. Sort of it's 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 better than this, but it is it's radio with pictures. It's fantastic company. It's full immersion. And if you like watching Tim get slightly too stoned to operate the technical equipment he is set up in front of him, you're going to have a fucking blast watching this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan and occasional contributor, so I can't encourage you enough. I'm actually a patron of that. Did you know that, Tim? I, yeah, I, I
0: saw that. That's very sweet. Thank you. It's very uh, nice of you, Guy.
2: It's a, it's honestly a pleasure. So there's lots of Tim and Guy-flavored content out in the world for you right now. We hope you're looking after yourselves staying sane, staying safe. Actually, this might be a good time, Tim. I usually poo-poo this sort of thing, but have you got any earnest recommendations for something that someone could watch uh, by means of escapism?
0: Um, If you're in the States, or if you've, for some weird reason, got neon in New Zealand, I did uh, get through devs pretty quickly. I liked that. That was really Mm. good. There's kind of a trippy... If it's like... I would describe it as, it's like Westworld, but less convoluted in a lot of ways. Like there's less characters and shit going on. It's just a, it's it's very um, psychologically a bit sort of challenging because it's very philosophical. It's about AI and it sort of challenges a lot of notions of, of things we take for granted. But it's it's just fucking beautifully shot. And um, what's his goddamn name? The guy from Parks and Rec, who's the main guy in it? Oh.
2: Nick uh, Offerman. Yeah, yeah
0: who just, like, performance of his life. It's so good. Um, so that's that's been really good. You just watched the um, Middle Ditch and... Uh, fucking, what's his name? I did. Schwartz. I watched the Middle Ditch
2: and Schwartz uh, improv special on Netflix. And I I, I got to admit, as someone who does improv and has actually had some improv tapes that's going to be released to the broader world, I tuned in with some skepticism uh, and trepidation, but I was... They, uh, uh, my fears were immediately allayed. I've only watched the first one, but I thought it was, uh, it, it captures the experience of improv well, and in a way, sort of takes you out of your house. You do, you do feel as though you're in an audience watching a live show, and so that is uh, to be commended. I'd also encourage if, incur-
0: if if you if you want something wafer thin in terms of just like unchallenging, so that you don't have any mental or emotional bandwidth to deal with anything. Um, Zoe and I have been watching a little bit of Nailed It and uh, it's good shit man it's a good format
2: that was what I was going to bring up Chelsea and I have been fucking with that too if you've ever got between 20 and 30 minutes to burn and you just sort of want something that you can come in and out of but will only ever bring you joy Nailed It is absolutely on the money Um, I think that's a good place to end it Tim it's been a pleasure I love you my friend Love you too, Guy.
0: And we love all of you, our friends as well. So please uh, look after yourselves out there and uh, hey, flick us a message, why don't you? We'd love to hear from you.
2: Absolutely. Bye. Well, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy. It's the friend zone. We're going to
1: have a good time. It's the friend zone with Tim and Guy.
2: Because making friends is the best idea of all time.